0: It's time for Between the Pipes with Andrew Raycroft.
1: Hey, let's go. There's going to be a lot of traffic on the way to the game. Ah, don't worry. I got the rules plate. People get out of our way. Au revoir, have a big game. Great plates. I want them too. Are you
0: even old enough to drive? Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning. The name to know when your drains don't flow. And by FindMassMoney.com. Visit FindMassMoney.com and see if there's money waiting for you on WEEI. I think the only Boston Bruin
2: or anybody affiliated with the Bruins that has not done a press conference the last, I don't know, three to four days is the gentleman who joins us now on the Harbor One Hotline, our friend Andrew Raycroft. And we go between the pipes with Razor. Presented by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow, and by FindMassMoney.com. Go to FindMassMoney.com and see if there's any extra money waiting for you. Uh, Andrew Raycroft, good morning, friend. How are you?
1: Good morning, guys. I'm doing pretty well on this rainy day. Mm-hmm.
2: Is Patrice Bergeron retiring? <laughs>
1: uh, I I hope not. I, I I, as an, a former player, ran, just a former player, I can't imagine being that good and retiring. Um, but I also understand, as a former player, that these are, are extremely individual, personal decisions to be made. It's obvious no one really knows. Uh, there are very few in Patrice's circle. So I have no inside info. Uh, all I can think of is is my, the way I would want to end would, would uh, want to keep playing if I'm Patrice.
0: Now, the way it ended and the way his teammates reacted in that final game, did, did you think that kind of led to them thinking that this is Patrice's last time? Because it felt like, obviously, when the season comes to an end, it's going to be kind of an emotional time anyway, but it felt like there was a sort of an extra layer knowing that it very well could be Bergeron's last
1: game. The Marshawn interview right after the game, post game, certainly put me a little bit closer to thinking that he was, that, that Brad knew something a little more emotional talking about Patrice than, than a guy who's coming back next season. You're going to have to see every day for 180 straight days. So yes, it was, that was, that, that was a little bit different. Um, Again, could be just as simple as he, he really hasn't made his decision. It seems as though if he knew he would definitely say he would have just gotten over all of this already and just told everybody so he wouldn't have to lead the speculation and if he was done, then I think he would have might have told people he was done prior to the end of the season to have one farewell to the fans. so, so it seems to me if you know backing into it that he really doesn't completely made his decision yet. I believe that.
2: So, Razor, if Patrice Bergeron walks away, how does that potentially change the way Bruce Cassidy interacts with the guys in the room? Does it become more important that he doesn't rub people the wrong way? How could Cassidy be impacted if Bergy walks away?
1: That's a great question, Gresh. I like that. I, I haven't thought of wow. that angle. Wow. I, I think it's an, I, but I think that's a really important angle. I, I think – to, to that point, how, how important Patrice has been and how easy he can make it for, for any coach uh, and any veteran player at this point and how that changes because, yeah, you, you don't have the, the good cop in the room anymore. You, you can't just be bad cop from 3,000 feet and, and, and not explain it because Patrice is going to take care of everybody and send everybody nice text messages to make them feel good. Uh, there, that's it's it's something he will have to change. He will have to find different voices in the room and, and including his own. So yes, it would certainly change the communication routes within the dressing room.
0: Cam Neely has just said that the plan is to extend Don Sweeney. Uh, do you think that is the right decision?
1: I do, and, and I think there was a lot made of of Don's. Press conference yesterday and saying that he, he was, you know, that he hasn't been signed, and but that that just lent itself to being it, it, a deal in place or coming down the pipe and the ink's not dry yet. That I mean, I, I, I any general manager is going to get criticized for losing in the first round in this city. There is no question about that. But you see it uh, around the league that. He, Changing guys in and out on a consistent doesn't always work either. The grass isn't always greener. Who's going to be the one to come in and do the job? And and to, who has a better finger on the pulse of what this team needs to get better? I, I There cannot be any question that, that Don Sweeney doesn't want this team to win and doesn't want this team to get better. And I think at times it, it gets a little... Uh, exaggerated on how easy it is to go out and just get somebody else, and that's going to make things better. So so I, I think Don should come back. I think he can make this team better, and and we all know that it's not going to be easy, especially if number 37 decides to, to hang him up.
0: What do you think the best move Don Sweeney has made uh, since he's taken over?
1: Well, we could just go back two months ago getting Hampus Lindholm and signing him to an eight-year deal right out of the gates. I think having Charlie McAvoy on the deal he's on for the next eight years, I think being able to sign Brad Marchand, Patrice Bergeron, and David Pasternak all for under $7 million. You look around the league at what other teams are dealing with salary cap-wise that have nowhere near the talent the Bruins have. So, So I think the way he's been able to manage his... Salary cap. He hired Bruce Cassidy from within. He recognized Bruce Cassidy would be a good fit for this team. He fired Claude Julian at the proper time, I would say. So uh, you go, you go down the line, and and the things that this organization's gone through without having a full rebuild since the 2011 Stanley Cup. I think a lot of that falls on Don Sweeney in a positive way.
2: Andrew Raycroft, uh, of course, of Bruins uh, fame and Nesson and uh, here at WEI breaking down the Bruins season here at regression. Keith Razor joins us on the uh, Harbor One hotline. So if Bergeron does walk away, does Don Sweeney have to pick up the phone and beg David Krejci to come back? <laughs>
1: Well, I think he's got to pick up the phone and, and make a lot of phone calls yes. if Patrice Bergeron goes away. It, it's, it's been well-documented how good his season was and what kind of hole that would leave this team. I think Krejci could fill that to a point of understanding the system and filling in, but he's I wouldn't, after spending a year in Europe and, and dealing with the COVID and not playing in the NHL for basically a year and a half, to come back and expect a, a 36-year-old guy to be a number one center in this league is is a lot to ask so david would be possibly a nice piece to fill in uh, another guy another forward and i think he has the skill level but when you you look at an austin matthews that's not david Krejci anymore and, and that's what you're dealing with uh, with these top line centers so so i think it's more than a phone call that to david Krejci, but it couldn't hurt, I suppose.
0: Do you keep Brad Marchand even without Bergeron, or at that point do you try to get something for him, knowing he probably only has a couple of years left himself?
1: No, no, Brad's Brad's got to stay, especially if Patrice is, is not coming back. He's got to be the the leader, the voice, and, and take a lot of that responsibility on. And, and listen, Brad Marchand's one of the top. He's the top left winger in the league, and, and thirty one other teams would go crazy to have him in their lineup right now. So so I think we, we have to, to pump the brakes a little bit. We, they need a centerman to go with Brad Marchand, or Brad Marchand's got to drive a line from that left side for that new centerman that comes in. So, so no, Brad, Brad can't go anywhere.
2: You might think this is a stupid question, but Marshy's not a center anymore, right? Especially in the way with the Bruins structure.
1: No, 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 no. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a, and it's not a stupid question, but I think it's very difficult for guys to move into that center position, and they could do it. Obviously, he's a world-class player, but where he is and how he plays over on that left side, it wouldn't translate the same way to have him up the middle.
0: How much money is it going to cost to keep or extend David Pasternak, and should the Bruins do that?
1: yes, Bruin should do it. There's not many fifty goal forty five consistent goal scores. We saw that this year. He had such a troubled off season. Uh, he talked about that even after the season. He had a hard first half of the season, and then he comes and catches on fire and scores thirty five goals in the second half of the season. there's There's very, very few players on the planet that can do that, so you have to sign David. Um, you hope that he loves it enough to to continue that. Uh, hometown disco, discount of sorts. We obviously know that the, the Patrice Bergeron salary cap got thrown out the window. Now it's the Charlie McAvoy salary cap within the organization, but you're going to have to pay him big bucks. It's, it's that eight $9 million range that a 40-45 goal scorer is going to command, but I think you have to find a way to do that and make David happy.
2: Andrew Raycroft talking hockey with Gresham Keefe. We know the top D pair is set with Hampus and uh, and McAvoy, as you mentioned. Jakob Zaborl got re-signed. How do you see the rest of the defensemen kind of filling in here? I know there's the questions about Matt Grizzlick as well. How do you see the D behind this first pair?
1: I, well, I would think the, the third pair solidified themselves in a seven-game series against Carolina. The way Clifton, the way Forbert played, it's, listen, those guys aren't 82 games in the entire season. They're not going to play perfect 82 games. There's going to be nights where the game just doesn't fit them. The, the style doesn't fit them. The, the 7-5 game against Florida on a Tuesday night isn't a Clifton-Forbert type of game, but I think what we saw from them in the playoffs and how they can elevate their game puts them as a perfect third pairing. I thought they were you could argue that those two guys were the most consistent D-men in the series against Carolina for, for their role and what there was expected of them. So, so I would say those guys are solidified in my mind. Now there's going to be some movement, but, but come game one of the playoffs next year, I want those two guys lining up. So it leaves a lot of question marks with the third and fourth guys, the Grizzlick and Carlos and, and how Grizzlick spends his summer. Does he get healthy from that shoulder that we knew he'd, had issues with the last couple months of the season. I think Zaboro is a very good signing. What he was showing this group, we kind of forget because it was so long ago. He was really coming into his own. And it was really hard for this defensive unit to lose Zaboral at that time and pre Lindholm. So I think Zabora has a lot of upside now. He's going to have a lot of confidence the way he played last season. And so I see the question mark where the Grizzlik and the Carlo, are those guys – Pieces to move to get assets, or can they get their games back to a level where they are legit three and four guys in this league?
0: Which second round series going on right now? Do you have the most interest in?
1: Well, I, I, I mean that that Alberta one last night. Yeah. You, you have any <laughs> playoff series that starts nine to six uh-huh. and guys going fighting and they they really don't like each other. Um, unfortunately, the game starts at like nine fifteen, nine thirty. So I didn't see. 12 of those 15 goals, because I was <laughs> sound asleep. Uh, so that one's intriguing, and then also the, the Florida one. So the Battle of Florida, the Battle of Alberta, are can't miss to me. I, I'm i fascinated with how good Tampa Bay Lightning are, and, and their ability to roll out and find ways. It, it It's an analogy, it, it's easy to use the analogy, but like the New England Patriots, their ability to just find ways to win, and they win in all different kinds of ways, and their best players always shine in the brightest moments, it's those guys are a lot of fun to watch.
2: I would assume that uh, growing up in Moose Knuckle, Canada, you dreamt of a day when two <laughs> Florida teams would be matching up in the Stanley Cup
1: playoff. Well, at least the NHL threw the the, the Canadians a bone with the Battle of Alberta. So, True. so there you I, go. And I'm, and I'm, I'm long long away from Alberta like, I could care less about a bow of Alberta as well as being from Ontario Canada but <laughs> uh, but at least the Canadians are, are clinging to that so I mean there's the conspiracy that Gary Bettman doesn't like canadian teams is always up there and and they're they're very upset about it and it will hold until we get a canadian stanley cup winner under gary bettman
2: like isn't western canada a completely different world than the other side of canada like have you ever been to the calgary stampede or anything like that all i've ever heard (laughs) is that western canada is like its own little world yes
1: especially alberta alberta's kind of like canada's texas that's that. That's ah. a good way for New Englanders. <laughs> well, un- yeah, so we can understand that. That's a good analogy. Yeah, uh, good to know. Oil, <laughs> oil cowboy hats, cowboy boots. That's that's Alberta is Canada, Texas.
2: Nice. Oh, very good. All right, for one final time this year, Razor, who gets the tickle trunk treatment?
1: Well, it's going to be Patrice Bergeron. I don't think I, I was thinking about it this morning. I don't think I put him in the penalty or the in the tickle trunk at no. any point. No, you season. didn't. So I don't think fitting. so. That Patrice goes in for the season he had and let's say the season he's going to have again next season for, for all Bruins sake, but uh, his numbers, the analy- and I'm not completely an analytic guy. He's an eye test guy for me, but, but the analytics are backing it up as well. He's going to win his fifth Selkie trophy, the most ever of all time. He's been tied with Bob Gainey for a few years to be nominated for that award 11 times in a row. It's, it's really incredible just how good he is and how much he does for the Boston Bruins and, and the game of hockey at this point now. So he, he's, come, uh, he's come a long way from that Zamboni commercial, and it, it's really <laughs> impressive what what he does and and i really hope he comes back because he had an amazing season for the boston bruins
2: well all the analytics say that you've been fantastic this year keith and i appreciate you all the people in the twitch chat good lord the ladies love you i said questions for razor (laughs) first three will you marry me so you know you're uh you know you're a big hit out there razor thanks a bunch friend we appreciate it hopefully we see you around here a bunch or maybe on a golf course somewhere
1: Yeah, golf course would be even better. You're right. Uh, Sounds great. Enjoy your summers, guys. We'll see you soon. Thank you, brother. We
2: appreciate you. Andrew Raycroft was fantastic all year long. He joined us on the Harbor One Hotline.